Camille Joy, the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God can bring you through, and for those of you that are looking for a little joy, welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. If this is your very first time listening to the Moments of Joy podcast, I want to invite you to go back into the archives and get a little experience of what the Moments of Joy podcast is all about. This is a podcast that is dedicated to helping you to see that God is able to do anything. We want you to focus on the joy. This is not just a mommy community, but I love the moms, so they are my first heart (laughs) because I am one, of course. But it is a podcast that I share a lot of testimonies on mine as well as others to shine the light on how God is able to pull you through any dark time and pull you up and out of it as well. So welcome to the show. Guys, I'm so excited about the end of 2020. Um, For many of us, 2020 has been very difficult. But as I thought back today, um, 2020 has been difficult in some very small way to me but in the most part 2020 has really been amazing for moments of joy we launched moments of joy podcast academy so if you're interested in starting your global monetized podcast i encourage you to work with me i coach wonderful christian voices one-on-one on starting their own monetized podcast we're getting into producing shows if you want to start a podcast and you don't really have time i will be producing shows and we launched moments of joy apparel (laughs) which is apparel that is simply reminds you that jesus loves you and reminds you to choose joy and so 2020 for business has been amazing 2020 personally and my family's life has been difficult and amazing at the same time but ultimately God is good although we are here on this earth we know that we are kingdom citizens and that God has our best interest in mind even in this pandemic even in this pandemic God is in control so I just wanted to encourage you guys to stay strong keep smiling and keep choosing joy 2021 is going to be an amazing year if you have an amazing testimony and you'd love to be featured on the moments of joy podcast there's a space on the website for even you listeners to submit your testimony um, to be considered by our team for the moments of joy podcast And so I want to get right into today's episode. 
Today, I'm going to be sitting down with my new friend, Michelle. I was featured on her show a little while ago, and it's the Christian Single Moms Podcast. Michelle is the creator of Agape Moms. It's a space for single mothers, and she's the host of the Christian Mothers Single Mothers Podcast. And today, I'm sitting down with her, and we have some encouragement for moms and single moms, and it's going to be really good. So without further ado, I'm just going to get right into that episode. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today on the Moments of Joy podcast. What an honor to have you. Camille, I'm so, so excited for this conversation. I'm so just thrilled to be here. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So we connected some time back um, on Instagram and by me coming on your show. And you have been um, just a constant, a consistent voice to single moms, Christian single moms, and I wanted to have you come on the show today just because of really the time that we're in now, and I think we need sound voices um, to help encourage us in what we are all going through today. Mm-hmm. So I know you'll do that for us today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to be a voice in that space, and there's so many voices, so many stories, right. and mine's only one of those, but I know that God wants to use what I do have as that offering to encourage other women, whether it's in their healing, whether it's for them to step into a space of ministry themselves. And so I'm excited to do that today. Absolutely. So we'll just get right into it. Um, What was the fuel behind why you started your community, which is Agape Moms, and your podcast for Christian Single Moms? It's interesting to me how sometimes our greatest purpose can actually come out of our greatest pain and our greatest heartbreak. And the fuel for me at first, as I went through this process of being in an unhealthy marriage that ended up unraveling and resulting in divorce, I never thought I was going to be in that space. And I, like many women, came out of that feeling useless. I felt worthless. I felt like every bit of purpose that I had had pouring into my marriage, pouring into this life that I had had was now ripped away from me. It was gone. But I do remember very specifically at the beginning of that divorce process saying to the Lord, like, what are you going to do with me now? And it was almost like totally defeated. It was almost me saying like, I'm sure there's nothing else. Yeah. And in that moment, you know, we have those God whispers at times. And it was a very clear whisper to my heart that that he was intending to use this right where I was for good. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was one of those whispers that I said, okay, all right, I don't see it, but you show me. Absolutely. And so for me, as, a, as I was healing, you know, what that looks like for me is I like to be in the word a lot. I like to journal. I like to write. And so it began as a blog and then moved into writing a Bible study and then just feeling like, but there's got to be a way that we can all connect as women on this subject because it just doesn't seem to be enough. Doesn't seem to be enough voices. Doesn't seem to be enough of these stories being told. Yet, it's everywhere. You know, if we go into our churches, there's single parents everywhere. There's there is divorce everywhere, right? So to me, it was this feeling like, Lord, are you really calling me to to step into this? To step into this space? And so I just, in obedience, said, All right. I'm going to give it what I have. And so in doing that, though, it was the voices of other women who were saying, 
I haven't heard anybody talk like this before. This sounds like me, or I feel like I belong somewhere. And I think that's the biggest thing for single moms is you just feel like you don't belong anywhere anymore. You don't belong in a relationship anymore. You don't belong maybe in your family anymore, church anymore, friends anymore, everything shifts. And so that sense of belonging, I knew how much I needed it. But when I saw that just in my offering, that that's what it was bringing to other women, I was like, okay, God, let's, let's go do this, you know? And so I get bolstered by that community all the time. It's not just me, you know, and my story and pouring out and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's now where I'm hearing these really incredible stories of healing from other women as well. And it just, it, it is that fuel. I love that word. It's a, that fuel that keeps it all going. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's very relatable because a lot of times, just as women, we start from little girls and we have this picture of what we want our life to be like, our marriage, you know, when we have children, when we buy a house and when things don't happen that way, it just, it crushes us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it makes us feel so defeated, but, um, God never promised us a perfect life, right? But he promised he's going to take us through it, right? And I think that's the thing we have to grab onto is even when everything else gets taken away, he's still there. And yeah. he reveals to us, what I've seen is he reveals to us even the better portion. Like there's so much fulfillment that you can still have, even when all your dreams disappear. How many children did you have at the time of your divorce? Three. Yep. So I have a, a middle schooler, an elementary uh, age child, and then a toddler. So yeah, I always... Man. <laughs> I make a joke, but it's a true joke, um, that one child is one level, two children, it's another level, but once you have three children, you can go ahead and have five, six, seven, or eight, because... <laughs> I was going to say, I mean... <laughs> three children is a lot. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. <laughs> but you know, actually, the, the benefit of the age gap that I have is they yeah. all really do have a different kind of relationship with each other. And so there's actually a lot of care for each other that happens in that. So I'm, so, I am actually very thankful for that because yeah. in this season, and I think too, when you feel like your child's family now is broken up, yeah, there's actually been some great healing in us being, having to rely on each other. Yeah. And, and that's beautiful. Um, so when I have five boys in, so once I got past the third, I was like, okay, I can do this. And, and the fourth was <laughs> a surprise. And he, and he is what causes me to give my, um, you know, my perfect idea of things to God. Because mm -hmm. here, I, here I was like, you know, okay, I'm married. Now I'm going to have a baby in my marriage. And he just ended up being sick um, from mm -hmm. the start and mm -hmm. needing heart, heart surgeries and now having autism. And I really had to give it to God and say, yeah. okay, my plan and my picture of what I want my family to be like, I just, I release it because that's a weight of its own. Yeah. 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 But then you open yourself up to so much in that too. And what God wants to do in it. That's so good. Absolutely. So I thought it was very important for us to come together as moms, just to shine a light on um, just, you know, although we are culturally different, we are the same in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We may have um, a different skin tone or, you know, a different way that we may have grown up. But the beauty of Christ is that, that none of that matters in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. all united um, in Christ. And so I, 
you know, that was a little bit of the fuel behind me asking you to come on today as well. Um, just making a statement that or I'm not going to stay stuck um, to one group of people because of a race. Yeah. But I want to stay stuck on the body of Christ. <laughs> I think that's great. You know, and I, I think even the fact that we recognize that Mm-hmm. is I, cause I've had the same thing where it's like, I, I don't want it to look like one story, even, you know, yeah. Christian single moms podcast, for example, that's all different ranges of women, different walks of life, different parts of the country. I mean, actually different parts of the world, but you know, that's encompassing for me. In addition to race, it's also things like, were you divorced? Were you never married? Were you widowed? You know, and to have that diversity of voices, there's so much to learn and I think, as you pointed out, there's actually so much we can see that, like, wow, I have in common with, with yeah. you yeah, that I may have not even have realized, right? Because we do tend to just sort of get siloed sometimes and kind of stay in our safe bubble. Um, and I think, though, there's so much richness in the ability to connect and to learn from and grow from connectivity with people of, you know, all kinds of backgrounds. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you made a recent post um, the other day, and it's really been on my heart. Uh, So I wanted to talk about it. And it was uh, when you spoke about holiday hurt. Um, Mm -hmm. Now it's Thanksgiving and now it's Christmas. And especially for single moms, the pressure is on, you know, Mm -hmm. show up and provide this place of joy and memories and pulling on finances that they may not have. Um, So I just wanted you to talk about that a little bit and share your story. Yeah. Yes. So for me, where that post and that episode really came from was my experience last year. And I do tell a little bit more of the detail of the story, but the short version is basically Thanksgiving is huge for me. I love Thanksgiving. I have all these Thanksgiving traditions. And last year was the first year I was going to spend Thanksgiving without my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I tried very hard to just say, well, I'm going to make this the best thing I can make it and create new traditions and ignore my feelings really. And in all of that, I had failure after failure after failure of things that didn't go the way that I had hoped. And so by the end of the evening, you know, dinner comes around, my dad's praying and I kind of sneak out after the prayer and I'm, I'm, he catches me in the laundry room and I'm just in tears. Yeah. And he didn't say a word. He just, you know, held on to me and hugged me. And it was in that moment that I realized like, I was running from my hurt and actually my family was hurting with me too, you know, and it was that recognition that like, it's okay that just because the holidays feel like they're supposed to be joyful, they feel like we're supposed to show up a certain way and create all these memories. We all, you know, we all get told we only get so many with our kids or those kind of things. And that creates a lot of pressure that we really don't have to carry, you know, and I I won't even say just pressure that creates a lot of shame, you know, and I point to that in the episode that should, that word should can mean shame for us. Mm -hmm. If we are not asking God or not walking with God and saying, Lord, what, what do you want this to be for me? You know, and he drew my attention to Ecclesiastes three, in which it talks about, there's a season for everything. And there's a season to grieve and there's a season to dance and a season to cry and a season to laugh. And just because it is the holiday season does not mean that those seasons of grief in our life are gone. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not going to experience feelings of loneliness or regret or whatever it is that you're carrying. Uh-huh. And so for me, it's, it was being able to accept myself and saying, 
you are having this season of life and it is okay. It's okay if this year the holidays are weird. It's really okay. And, you know, little did I know here COVID was going to be coming just a few months later. The whole year has been weird. You know, there's been yeah. all kinds of traditions that have been disrupted and that kind Absolutely. of thing. And I think that's when we can get it, when we can do routine, I think routine is great for our kids, for them to have expectation and stability and things for them to grab onto. But there are times where routine is going to change. And when we yeah. can also show that we're adaptable, we're resilient and things are going to look a little bit different yeah. and, and, and we're open and we're conversing with them. I think it actually teaches them more about moving through the broken parts of life. We have this perception that life is not going to be broken. It shouldn't be broken. Mm -hmm. All of us have some kind of brokenness in our life that we're trying to work through. And I think the sooner we can help our kids to recognize that that is a part of their, it's going to be a part of their story, but God is greater than it and God works in it. Then they actually have a greater trust for us, but a a greater trust for God as well. Yeah. Wow. I I was getting teary eyed because I was just like, wow, God, the same thing we would experience, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. My children, I lost in the custody battle. So many, many holidays I spent without them. Many mm-hmm. holidays they were with their dad. So that pain that you feel during, um, that you felt during that holiday season, I felt Um, you know, during those Christmases or on their birthdays when they weren't with me or on a Mother's Day. So I can totally relate. And I know that so many other women can um, Mm -hmm. relate to that. Um, What do you think are some things that are practical for moms that we can do um, to avoid falling into depression um, when things aren't looking perfect, whether there's a mom listening that may have shared custody and she may have to share her children during the holidays. Um, she may have to sacrifice some of those, you know, times where she would have baked cookies or, you know, bringing the children to the family house. I can relate. And I, and I totally saw that in my head, your father grabbing um, you and just holding you as you cry. Because for me, it was my mom many days mm. where I just, came to her house and fell on her bed and cried and she would just pray for me and hold me too. Um, yeah. So what are some things that parents can do, moms can do to help them get through? Yeah. So I think, and you just hit, you know, one of the major points is community. And I know a lot of single moms will feel isolated. And especially again, with this COVID year, it's been weird. We're not even celebrating with our families the way we normally do. Sometimes we have strained families. And I think the thing that we have to recognize is having community means having support. And that means knowing though, if you're in a place where your peace is disturbed, if you're, if you're suffering, if you're depressed, if, if there's just something that doesn't feel right, that community should be those people that can understand that and walk through that with you. And I think sometimes we feel like community is supposed to be a certain person. Well, it has to be my mom and dad, even if I don't have a great relationship with them or that kind of thing. And it really, I always ask moms to reflect on who are those people who will walk alongside of you? Who are those people that you can be with that if you share with them that you're having a rough moment, that they can just sit with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that looks like somebody totally different. Sometimes that's a neighbor. Sometimes that's, you know, an older woman at church who's been through the road that you've already been through, you know, and, and then I found a lot of connection in that, in, in mentorship with people who had gone through similar things. 
people who were already, you know, had been divorced, remarried, and now in a blended family, you know, that could understand that struggle in a way that is very unique because they've gone through a similar struggle. Um, and then being open about that and saying, you know, I feel like I should bring a big old side dish, but could I just, would it be a big deal if I grabbed, you know, a side of macaroni and cheese at the grocery store, you know, and realizing that your worth is not tied into having the perfect cookie or having, yeah. you know, the perfect presentation um, and taking that weight off of yourself. It's really about connecting with that piece and realizing what are those shoulds that really are getting in there to try and disturb my peace and reestablishing your true worth to God doesn't matter any of those things. Um, he's honored when we bring him our brokenness, you know, and I think that's the next part of it. So we talk about community, but also that, that place of pause and that place of prayer that what I missed in my story was that by me trying to plow through and not recognize my brokenness and not take it to God and just buck up and do it myself, uh, I was missing out on God's healing. And yeah. when it says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, he's there. All we have to do is say, I want to draw near to you then also. And so it's establishing that practice of what does that look like? Sometimes it's prayer is hard sometimes when you're hurting. And so maybe it really is you go for a walk and just talk to God. Yeah. I learned recently about lamenting, you know, and, and saying, God, I don't like this. God, this feels bad. And it's interesting because you may not always have answers in that, but you may experience a sense of peace to know that God knows that you're hurting. God's there to listen to your hurting. He's not scared of the things that you're going through or have been through. Yeah. And once you are able to say, well, okay, God knows it. So I might as well talk to him about it. <laughs> you know, a lot of that fear and shame just kind of disappears. You know, we bring those things to the light and they, they have to flee, you know? Yeah. Um, but then practically, I think the last thing on top of it, as far as kids' expectations, I think that's the other thing. Um, we might have our kids with us, and it just might be that the holiday looks different. We feel badly that we're not able to give them what we think they deserve. And so for me with my kids, in talking about holiday, you know, Christmas shopping and things like that, I've explained to them, mom has a budget. This is actually what the budget is. So let me ask you, would you rather with my budget, I buy you 10 boxes that you can open and you have 10 things. And are you going to want those 10 things in a year or with my budget? Could I buy you one thing? You're only going to have one to open, but could I buy you one thing that was maybe a little bit nicer, but that you might actually get enjoyment out of for a couple of years or so. And you know, it's, it's incredible because when you're able to explain it that way, they go, oh, okay. It's almost like they feel like they're Christmas shopping for themselves sometimes at that point where it's like, yeah. okay, well, if I can, if I, if I, well, yeah, I want one thing and this is what I want, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah. And I think that um, for me, uh, it became with them, it became so just so sweet that they could understand that this is what real life looks like. Mm -hmm. And this is what I want you to experience as far as, not being unaware of what's going to happen that day. Yeah, it's going to be different. So let's talk about it ahead of time, but that there can be other special things in that. And so for me, it's always been creating some strange pancake concoction. You know, one year I had these red velvet pancakes and the next year it was like a peppermint hot chocolate pancake, you know, and, and so it almost became, and then we got into a habit with our family, extended family of doing minute to win it games. 
on Christmas night. And they just, so now it's like, when are we going to get to play that game again? And it's only that one time a year, but it's realizing that there are other ways that you can build connection with your kids and build memories that don't even involve that much extra creativity. I mean, as far as the minute to win stuff, that's all on Pinterest. (laughs) I didn't create anything on my own. I was going to ask that next. I need to hear about the minute to win it game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and where that came from, it was like, they'd done it in one of my kids' classrooms for a, you know, winter party or whatever. And I was like, we could do the same thing. And so I just went on Pinterest and looked for Christmas minute to win it games. And you know, it's all things like shoving marshmallows in your mouth and just like, easy, easy things, you know? So it's, it's, I think it's, um, something that we tend to think like if my, my Christmas doesn't look like everybody else's that my kids will feel disappointed. And I think it's just to set those right expectations that yes, it will look different, but we can actually do something that's kind of our own new family thing and they can be excited about that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, my son is coming home on Sunday for the holidays, um, from college. And my 13-year-old has been really excited that he's coming home. So we're going to play Minute to Win It. Yes, you guys will love it. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. So thanks for that idea. Yes. Um, incorporate some family time and, you know, things like that is very important. I want to ask you um, your thoughts about um, two things. This morning I was in the closet and I was just thinking about mom. And I was like, wow moms really equal strength mm. like if you want to look in the dictionary under strength mm. you know there should be the picture of a mom there when we yeah. think about even all the moms in biblical times um you know mary hannah mm-hmm. you know all, all of these powerful moms in the bible they had to have strength mm-hmm. if you just think about how mary had to watch her son you know, and be there and be interceding over him as he was, you know, whooped and bruised and nailed to the cross. And, Mm -hmm. and she knew his purpose all along the way. So God used her, you know, as an intercessor after she raised him. And, and she, and that is even the epitome of letting go of our own plans for our children and for ourselves. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah. That's really good. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, just strength for moms, strength as a mother. And when you don't have your own strength, what are what are your thoughts about therapy? And, mm. um, you know, we're, we talk about family. People don't all have family. Right. And sometimes I even suggest joining Facebook groups because mm. they can be beautiful. I'm in mm. a few autism Facebook groups and I wouldn't really have a community if it wasn't for those groups. And so uh, what are your thoughts about therapy and how can they find that community of people outside of family if they don't have family? Yeah. So I love that you said that about Facebook groups. We actually started an Agape Moms Facebook group because that need for community, like you said, I mean, and and for me, I had moved across the country six weeks before I got divorced or started the divorce process. So I knew, I was like, Lord, I need some people. I don't have anybody, you know, and it does take a little creativity. And I think that's the thing, as you talk about strength, there's endurance in that. And it's knowing I will find what I need, but I do have to, I'm going to have to maybe keep, I'm going to have to look and I'm going to have to advocate for myself. And it, it might 
not work at first. There might be some failure there, you know? Um, so I think though that we can be creative with that as we talk about what does family look like? Sometimes it's not the nuclear biological family. Sometimes that's, there's a lot of brokenness and there's unhealth in that. And it's not even the best place for you to go if you need support. And so, you know, having a church body, that's what it was for me. It was getting plugged in, uh, in a church that actually had a single mom's group met a woman very early on and this was it's all god and i think that's the thing is if you line yourself up you go to these places do these things you'll see god do things that you didn't even know were going to happen right so i think you know always as we know that god is the the source of all the strength that we have we can recognize that we don't even have to have it all figured out we'll just go somewhere and god will meet us he he does miraculous things in just us taking little steps of faith you know so I think though, like I said, it's finding, I think, so there's a verse in second Corinthians where it talks about that we are able to comfort people. Once we receive the Lord's comfort, we're able to comfort people in the same way. And so I think very early on, it's important for you to find people who can offer comfort in the same way that you're struggling in, in that they have been through it, as I mentioned before, you know, so, and very often you can find those people in church bodies, but it may be your neighbor. It may be that you have holiday with people who, you know, live nearby you and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think it's being open though. A lot of times I think there's a loyalty there that we feel like it's supposed to be, you know, a biological family member, but if that's not healthy and that's not encouraging for you, it is okay for you to seek support somewhere else. Yes. Um, as far as therapy is concerned, I am a huge proponent of therapy. I think it's extremely important that we understand our, our feelings and our thoughts and our patterns of behavior. A lot of times we don't even know that we are doing or feeling certain things until we sit down and talk to somebody who can help us make rational sense of what's going on and then help us create some action behind that and what we might want to do to change things. The Bible talks about us as individuals being uh, mind and body and spirit that we have a soul that incorporates our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings in addition to also having a spirit and a body. And so when I look at where, where does strength really come from in the sense of what we can do to cultivate those things, we have to focus on all three of them. So to take care of your mind and your emotions is to go and perhaps go to therapy or go to a counselor or something like that to understand that part of yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't have enough faith because we're going to handle the spiritual part too. If we're spirit, I need to also do some spiritual disciplines. You know, I need to have some time with the Lord. I need to be regularly in in a fellowshipping community. I've got to do those things to take care of my spiritual health. And then on top of that, physically, just physically having strength, you know, I have three and having a toddler, like I have to make sure it's a full stop when I hit bedtime. Like I have to take care of my physical health in order to have physical strength. And I have to take good care of myself in the way that I eat, going for walks. It doesn't mean, I mean, I am not, you know, throwing weights around right now. I'm not taking any serious exercise classes, but as the weather still permits, I'm out there just taking walks, you know, and and that does a great deal for your physical and emotional and spiritual health as well. So I think it's just recognizing though, more or less that taking care of yourself is the best that you can do. But your strength is not only from the things that you do, that as you do those things to care for yourself, you will see as well where God 
is in the mix of all of that, what he's doing and all that. And then how you're able to then once you are full and cared for that you're able to pour out, whether it's to your kids, to the people in your community, wherever it is you're called to, but it is that first recognition. We sometimes think that taking care of ourselves is selfish, but nothing could be further than the truth. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. Well, this has been amazing, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we close, will you please tell everyone how they can get in touch with you? And I'm sure we mentioned it, but more specifically, just tell them everything that you offer. Sure. Wow. There's a lot. Um, So as far as Agape Moms is concerned, um, we're available, you know, we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at Agape Moms. And as I mentioned, there is a private Facebook group. So if anyone is looking for other single moms, Christian single moms to kind of walk through some of these issues with, that's also just through the Facebook page as a groups tab there. Um, As far as the podcast, there's the Christian Single Moms podcast that I put out an episode weekly, and that's available on all the major streaming platforms. Um, I've also started introducing some resources. So as I mentioned, there's a Bible study I've got um, available and then a course actually dedicated to loneliness. Loneliness, I think, is one of those things that single moms just have to deal with and have to wrestle with. And it's hard, but we can do it. And it's not that just because you're alone that now you are stuck. And so that's one of the major things that I I really want women to know is that there is something you can do about it. And right where you are, your life can be beautiful and thriving and fabulous. And so we're we're here to help you get there. Well, that was um, a lot. And I'm glad that you have so many resources available for moms because we need all of what you mentioned the podcast the community the courses <laughs> we do yeah <laughs> i need it i mean there are times i'm putting some of this stuff together and i'm like oh, Lord, thank you i needed that <laughs> absolutely yeah thank you for chatting with us today and i will post the direct links to all of what you mentioned um in the description of the show so i can make it easy for you guys to find awesome so, thank you for having me you're so welcome. <laughs> Remember that episodes of Moments of Joy podcast are released every Wednesday. And always remember that you have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye.